Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude Christ's discourse known as the Sermon on the Mount. The conclusion to the Sermon on the Mount contains two commands. The first is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, which instructs us to enter through the narrow gate. The second command is found in chapter 7, verse 15, which warns us to beware of false prophets. These scary words from Jesus leave no room for doubt that he demands of every person a decision about him. It's a binary decision, accept or reject, believe or ignore, heaven or hell, one way or the other, there is no middle ground. There are many voices that proclaim false messages about the way to heaven. Today we see the final descriptions of the importance of entering through the narrow gate and learning to beware of the false prophets. Please listen to today's slice of Pastor Jim's message entitled, Jesus' Scariest Words. Everybody who preaches a gospel of comfort is preaching a gospel from Satan. It's not about us being comfortable. I can tell you that God promises that if you come to Him, if you desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, which means building your house on the foundation, you will be persecuted because everybody who hates Jesus will hate you. And the whole world lies in the hands of the enemy. It's the narrow gate. It's the constricted way. There are difficulties along the way. If you want to hear a, read a, a fantastic, massive exposition of, based upon this text, go read Pilgrim's Progress again. That's what he was talking about. Look forward to your destination. You don't become a Christian in order to have a cool life now the way you want it to be. You come to, a Christian, you come to be a Christian in order to honor Christ, in order to follow Him. And trust me, if you keep your eye on that destination, like the writer of Hebrews says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, you keep your eyes, if you will, to use the, 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 the trivial metaphor, keep your eye on the prize, it's worth it. When you hear His voice say, well done, good and faithful slave, you won't care about any of the difficulties that you've faced in this life. It will be rewarded in the presence of God forever beyond anything you could dream. Along the way, there will be many attacks. There will be many seductive voices trying to woo you from the path. But remember, you have everything you need for life and godliness in the true knowledge of His Son, and it's all revealed in His Word. My friends, these are indeed Jesus' scariest words. And remember, He especially focused on 
the ones who were the most religious people the world ever knew at that time. He singled out their scribes as false teachers. He told them that their version of righteousness would never get anybody there. You must have something completely surpassing that form of works righteousness. But unless you're building your life anchored on His words and what He accomplished for you on the cross, you are in danger of someday hearing from Him those bone-chilling words. I never knew you. Depart from me. When someone left a church where I was a pastor, they told me in part it was because that a relative of theirs, who also came to the church, was disturbed when I challenged people to examine themselves and make sure they are in the faith. And that relative when they would hear that message, would go into a tailspin of depression and anxiety from hearing about a passage like this. Now, I don't like, I don't like driving people away from church. Trust me, it's no fun being the number one reason that people leave a church. And that's what the pastor almost always is. I don't want to drive anybody away, but I can't get around the responsibility that we Shepherds have. You remember it? Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them for, listen to this, they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable. And I'll tell you, nothing sobers me or anybody else who proclaims God's word more than to think that someone who has heard me preach and teach for years would come to see the Lord face to face and He would say, I never knew you. I look around the room and everybody here that I know personally well enough to have had a conversation about it with you, I don't see anybody here that I don't think has a testimony of faith in Christ. But He stuck in that word many Many will say to me on that day, who? I don't know. I don't know. But which do you love, your sin or Jesus? Which do you cringe from, your sin or Jesus? My friends, test yourselves to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourselves, or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you unless you fail the test. I showed you this a few weeks ago back in the Gates and Ways passage, Luke 9.23. Jesus was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. The cross is the symbol of death. Be willing to die rather than to desert me. Or there's that other kind of invitation. He gave this also to those same Pharisee-infested people. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Those are the ones who are weary and heavy laden from trying to be good enough, trying to master all the do's and don'ts. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my load is light. Yes, you'll have rest for your souls, but you have to get into the yoke. You have to be willing, in that metaphor, to walk side by side with Jesus. Different metaphor. Build your house upon the rock, which is His words. Understand, the Bible is not ambiguous. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All means every single one of us. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Wages are what you earn, that's what you deserve. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift, that which you can't earn, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I was sitting in the early part of the service and I decided what I'm going to preach on next week. I ain't saying. But I want to talk to you about what you have in Christ so that you know the flood of judgment will not destroy what you've done. Now, I'm not Jesus, but I'm speaking to you on His behalf And I've never found any words better than those that he gave through the pen of the Apostle Paul. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5, 20 and 21, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your Word, even this scary collection of words from Your Son. Father, my prayer couldn't be more simple. Please, do not let anyone go from this place not building their house on the rock, not standing on Christ alone, by faith alone, through Your grace alone, based upon Your Word alone, and for Your glory alone. You know what needs to be done in each of our hearts, so do it, we pray. Father, we pray for our president and all those in positions of leadership over us, and we, and we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are truly experiencing the, the persecution that you have said would come. We, we pray for Grace Life Church in Edmonton. Uh, give them wisdom, boldness, steadfastness, grace. Um, please, um, turn around this awful decision to fence that church and block the way that people would see that they are powerless against Your will to build Your church. And Lord, there are others like them and in other states, maybe not to that level, but other places around here and then around the world, people whose houses are being burned, whose churches are being burned, whose villages are being ruined because people have come to faith in Christ. Father, we don't ask for persecution, but we ask that we would be building our house upon the the rock so that if it should come, 
when it should come, we will stand firm in our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.